from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to do some money in politics. Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, Steve Moore, FreedomWorks, Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and WABC radio host of More Money coming up on many of these same stations. Uh, greetings, kids. I want to just talk for a minute about House Speaker Mike Johnson. Uh, interviewed him on the TV show this week. Uh, Steve Moore, I'll go to you. Um, he's saying give Israel the money. He got his $14 billion through. Uh, the rest of it, no. Now, here's the thing. Senator Ron Johnson was on this radio show uh, at the top of the show, and he said uh, he's got a group of Republicans that will prevent cloture unless Schumer deals with the uh, border security uh, changes of policy and also a discussion of the Ukraine. In other words, the Johnson plan, which Schumer says he won't take up, Ron, Ron John, the Mike Johnson plan, the Speaker Johnson plan, but Senator Ron Johnson says he's got enough Republicans to prevent closure unless they take up the border security along with Ukraine. What do you think of that? Are you hearing anything about that? Because that is a key battle coming up this week. Let me just say, um, you know, uh, kudos to Mike Johnson. I, I, I've actually only met him once or twice. I wouldn't say I know him very well. But I'm just completely impressed with uh, what he's he's only been speaker for, what, two weeks? and He's already got the Democrats uh, tied in the knots like a pretzel. And I thought his strategy on uh, the Israel aid bill was magnificent. And he's basically saying to Biden, you mean you're going to kill Israel aid because you want 87,000 new IRA agents? That's your higher priority? I think um, it's brilliant. And by the way, that was one of the first times, Larry, in a couple of years where we've actually had a bipartisan vote. You know, I think there were 12, 15 Democrats who crossed over and voted for that bill. In other words, I think that the strategy that this speaker needs to use, and he used it this time, is to divide and conquer the Democratic Party. There are still 15 to 20 reasonable Democrats in the House, and if he can split them off from the radicals, I think he can make real progress. Now, I'm not, I'll, I'll, I'm not familiar with the Ron Johnson bill that you were talking about, but it's, it sounds pretty reasonable as well. Let's well, it's home border secure as well. It's not. Uh, it's not a specific bill. It it, it plays. It, it's really uh, Speaker Johnson, whom, as I said, I interviewed him. He laid it out. Uh, Finish the wall, end yep. release, restart, remain in Mexico. That's what he wants. He laid it out on I the air. It. Now, Schumer hates it, right? Biden hates it. Yep. Uh, Liz, Liz, I think the Republicans have a chance to really make a Custer's last stand here and get some fabulous changes in border policy and foreign policy. Because the Ukraine story, uh, you know, Johnson, Speaker Johnson is not saying no money for Ukraine, but he's also saying besides attaching to the border, he's saying we might give you some money, but you're going to have to set parameters. You're going to have to show us an exit strategy. You're going to have to show us a diplomatic ceasefire mission because it's a stalemate. He called it a stalemate on the show. Well, and, and I think that's how the American people see it right now. Joe Biden never comes out 
or any Pentagon official and says, here's how we're going to win this war. They never right. talk about an end game. But I want to go back to the Speaker Johnson, because I agree totally with Steve that he has really done a great job here. And I know this for two reasons, one of, one of which is Hakeem Jeffries uh, is out there talking about let's end uh, partisanship <laughs> and all work for the greater good. That's a great line. Uh, and uh, number two, Paul Krugman's uh, column in the New York Times yesterday was headlined, Holding National Security Hostage to Help Tax Chiefs, which, which is so feeble uh, and so preposterous. Uh, but, you know, what, what Republicans are doing, one, showing a little metal, and boy, do I yes. think voters want that. Yes. And number two, going with popular things. I mean, here's the craziness, Larry. Uh, you know, nobody in the country likes what's going on at the border. I mean, I would literally guarantee you 95% of Americans think it's horrific. And all we need is one terrorist attack spawned by someone who came in the country illegally during this open border t- uh, period under Biden. And you are going to have, I, I, I mean, people are going to be furious. They're already furious. So good for Ron Johnson to link yeah. any kind of Ukraine uh, t- uh, aid to that. Uh, and good for a speaker. I mean, all of, all of Republicans need to understand they have the high ground here. They have the popular yeah. message for yeah. once. And let's stand up for these things. And, you know, the other little piece, but it's not so little. Uh, Johnson really is keen, Steve, on offsetting. Yeah. Any spending, any spending yeah, increase yeah, yeah. has to be covered by a spending cut. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's a uh, Newt Gingrich really harped on that. Uh, Mike Johnson is harping on that. I mean, that's something Republicans have forgot about, but it's very important. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I, I've been saying that you've got to tie, you know, uh, any Israel aid to dollar for dollar cuts. But also I'd like to see another provision, which being, OK, you know, we're going to also to fight terrorism. We're going to start producing more oil and gas here at home. Yeah. But, you know, you think about it. This is what the aid package is what somewhere between 14 and 20 billion dollars for israel you're telling me out of a six trillion dollar budget they can't find billion dollars i mean it shows the absurdity of what liz was just talking about liz i just think there's a revolt in america against the craziness of washington that i mean it's laughable to say no we can't cut 0.5 percent out of the most obese budget that we've ever seen in the history of the united states i mean my god just take Two percent out of the green energy slush fund, and he paid for it. They don't want Larry. They don't want to cut anything. If you look at the two and a half years that Biden has been in, in pre, uh, president, you know how many budget cuts he's proposed? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, I know he, he cut the deficit by a trillion dollars, Steve. By, Where have you been? Right by one point seven trillion. <laughs> it's a bottomless yeah. Pino- bottomless Pinocchio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the committee to unleash prosperity hotline is saying in the last nine months, speaking of government spending, the biggest job creator in America is wait for it. Hang on a second. Hold on. Government. Five hundred and thirty one thousand jobs. <laughs> Number one. Healthcare yeah. two. Leisure three and social assistance four. I put social assistance inside government. Government. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that's why. Actually, if you look 
the other do you know what the other fastest growing component of the economy is in the last uh, year? Healthcare. No. Oh, yeah, healthcare, right. Third, so it's all funded third, by government. Exactly. Yes. And then, you know what the third biggest component is? Education. So all of yeah. these things are tied to government. Then you look at employment in, you know, the, the sectors of the economy that make things. Mining, manufacturing, construction, uh, you know, warehousing. Those are pretty much flat. Yeah. So my point is that we're growing the economy, yeah, in all the wrong places. That's right. And and I think, you know, I think people know that. I, I put out a piece yesterday at the Hill about, you know, why people aren't buying Bidenomics. One, every price you look at, everything that you – if you want to go lease a new car, you want to buy a house, whatever, everything is up so much more than yeah. 4%. Nobody yeah. believes it. McDonald's price is up 10%. PepsiCo up 10%. Yeah. You, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. When Target CEO – comes out, as he did on Friday, I think, or Thursday, and says people are buying less units in grocery, you know, mm-hmm. quarter, month to month, quarter to quarter. Doesn't anyone kind of perk up their ears and say people are really struggling? I mean, and, and for, I mean, honestly, the stupidity of Joe Biden's putting his name on economic policies where people are really hurting, right. you, you just got to kind of shake your head and say, I mean, what are they thinking? $20 hamburger, Liz. $20 hamburger. Yeah, I know. Honestly, Larry, if you go through, and as New Yorkers, I mean, we're always like, wait, what is a taxi is now nine fifty when you get in a cab? But also add on top of everything this urge to tip. You're you're being asked to tip people who hand you a product over the counter. $20 yeah. McDee's. So I, Hannity yeah, was complaining. So- Hannity's complaining about that. I said, all right, don't eat it. It's bad for yeah. your arteries. <laughs> Yeah. So how about, that. This? how about how about eight eight dollars now for a box of Cocoa Krispies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I mean that's cereal. that's the reality that people are yeah. seeing when they exactly. go to the grocery well, store. Liz, Look, Halloween candy let, let was up thirteen percent. Yeah, yeah. Let me give you another example because I don't think this is actually reflected in the uh, in the CPI or accurately. I don't either. So so here's the thing: if you look at the higher mortgage rates, I, I talked about this on Fox Business yesterday. Yep. That if you look at the difference between an eight percent rate for mortgages now and it was three percent under Trump, if you just buy an average, uh, you know, median value home, your mortgage payments, which would have been fifteen hundred dollars under Trump before the, all this inflation and interest rate increases, now you're paying like twenty eight hundred dollars a month, yeah. almost yeah. double. And if that's pricing people in their thirties and forties who want to buy the first home. Out of the market. And that's the kind of inflation that is, is really killing families. It's making it harder and harder for people to, to you know, achieve the American dream of owning, right. owning their own home. All right. Quick break here. Liz, uh, Liz Peak, Fox News, syndicated columnist, Steve Moore, Freedom Works, Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and his great radio show, More Money, WABC radio host, right after this show on many of these same stations. Other side of the break, get ready, kids. The uh, Biden administration wants to regulate AI, artificial intelligence. Kamala Harris says it's very simple. It's just two letters, artificial intelligence. We'll be right back with AI. I'm Kudlow. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore of Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline. It's the best daily product on that subject. And Steve is WABC radio host of More Money, coming up right after this show on many of these same stations. 
Uh, kids, actually, before I get to AI, there's one more thing. I always make notes for your segment. Um, <laughs> from the hotline, more evidence that the green energy transition is a myth. So we got whatever we got, 10 or 20 years to go completely green. The trouble is fossil fuels comprise 79% of energy source share in 2022. That's last year, 79%. Nuclear, 8 and um, at most, wind and solar, maybe 10. So, Steve, how do we, how do we get to uh, uh, whatever it is, net green or net carbon or, or net some goddamn thing? How do we get to that when you're running 79% right now using fossil fuels? So this is one of the biggest propaganda campaigns made ever. Uh, it's this idea that you've heard it probably a thousand times, Larry, uh, the great green energy transition. Right. It's happening. And, and the left talks about it every day that the big transition that's happening all over the world towards green energy. It's a, it's a fabrication of the truth. Last year, the uh, planet, all countries combined, used more fossil fuels than any other time in the history of the world. We're not there is a transition going on in energy. It's away from green energy. Not <laughs> toward it. I mean, these solar firms are going bankrupt. The wind farm, you see, the, I think that yeah. you were referring to this offshore wind farm. I think it was in New Jersey that they're discontinuing. And yet the media isn't paying any attention. They keep acting like, oh, gosh, in 10 years, we're not going to use any fossil fuels. God forbid. Liz, how are those EVs going? Well, obviously they're not selling. And now we've just had a union deal. I was just tweeting about the fact that Jared Bernstein was on Bloomberg saying this was a win-win for the industry and for the unions, okay, it's going to raise it's going to raise the cost of an average car, according to Ford, eight hundred and fifty to nine hundred dollars. So I guess it's not a win for consumers. It's going to cost GM four and a half billion dollars. So I guess yeah. maybe it's not a win for them either. This is a win for big labor, a union that you know historically has been basically incredibly corrupt, uh, and now. Joe Biden is all in on the EV program, which is going, yeah. which has basically led to this militancy on yeah. the part of the UAW because they know yeah. their futures are in doubt. I, I, can, I, really, can I just correct Liz on one thing? I yeah. agree with everything you said except one thing. I think that these unions are making a huge, huge mistake. They should be fighting against these EVs. Of I mean, course. the batteries are made in China. All the stuff is being imported in the United States. People aren't buying the EVs. I think they're making a deal with the devil, and it's going to, in the long run, really hurt the unions. Well, Steve, worse than that, uh, I don't know if you've been following this, but in Europe, EVs are now up to, I think, 14 15% of auto sales. European automakers are hysterical because the Chinese are flooding the European market with cheap mm-hmm. EVs, yeah. which, by the yeah. way, are very good. They're basically uh, complete knockoffs of Tesla, but they only pay. They only cost about thirty thousand dollars. So guess what? In a couple of years, those guys are going to be lo- looking at the U.S. market, uh, and yep. there's going to be nothing our car companies can do. Exactly. So they will yep. basically be on. De- uh, they're going to be on Joe Biden or whoever is president at that point to say tariffs are what we need. We need bailouts from yep, consumers. I mean, yep. you know, it, it's so awful what they're doing to the u.s auto industry and they won't be around probably to pick up the pieces but taxpayers will be there to do just that by the way if you look at um holman jenkins's column in round numbers if i recall the uaw settlement uh, is about eighty dollars an hour wages yeah non-union 
non-union, 50. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it was kind of self-destruct. Larry, there's a reason why over the last 30 years, more and more of these auto plants have moved to yep. states like Tennessee and Texas yep. and South Carolina yep. because they don't want to be dominated uh, by the unions. But, like, what kind of a union tries to destroy the companies that it works for? Mm. I mean, it just doesn't make very much sense if you want. And, look, I'm not against unions, and I do want unions to get the best deal they can. But, boy, they should be making cars that Americans want. By the way, another statistic uh, Texas Public Policy Foundation, Ford lost over $40,000 for every EV they made. That's a real good business proposition. So, so Liz, in the last minutes here, the AI story, I don't know that I understand AI, except there's like an eight-page presidential executive order that basically they're going to regulate all parts of uh, artificial intelligence. Do we have an opinion on this stuff? Um, when the government tries to regulate something that, A, they don't understand, and, B, that's in formation, uh, and basically will, will, they will only do this. They will only box out American companies from being in the forefront of technology. They, um. If they could have done it in, in developing the Internet, they would have, Larry. Thankfully, they yeah. didn't. But this is yeah. going to be another mess. And honestly, to put Kamala Harris in front of this, mm. I mean, <laughs> forgive me. Well, Not she said it was plan. very simple. It's just two letters, artificial intelligence. <laughs> right. And then did, did you see what Vivek Ramaswamy said? He said, I don't even think she can spell AI. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got a bunch of working groups. They've got a police, and this thing is just... i got to get Jimmy Petakoukas on. Jimmy P. wrote a good uh, article about this. I mean, it really... I think you're right, Liz. It will stunt. It yep. will stunt American growth and innovation in this important area. Everything and by the way, there's all kinds of equity, you know, civil rights protections oh, in sure. here, uh, sure. gender protections, the whole nine yards. Oh, all the God. DEI stuff is in here. I mean, it's, it's a terrible thing. I, yeah. you know what, kids? We need a new president. Oh, no Sorry. kidding. I really uh, have come to the view after much yes. thought that we need a new president. <laughs> it's a revelation, Larry. Go with it. Can I go back to one thing on this AI thing? Because this is yeah. really important. I mean, if you go back to the early 90s, to the mid-90s, when, when right after Al Gore invented the Internet, um, you know, the, the, for the once, Washington made a really, really smart decision. And Chris Cox, remember Chris Cox, yep. he was one of the people who was behind us. And basically what we just, we, um, I'm simplifying, but we basically said, you know what? We're going to make the Internet tax-free, regulation-free, and mm-hmm. lawsuit-free. Yeah. And we created trillions and trillions yeah. of, I mean, Apple, Google, Amazon, you know, uh, every, all these incredible companies that were produced. Why don't we do that with AI? Just make it the Wild West. Let these companies do it. Do you have a story on that someplace that's a really good point chris cox this was while he was a house member right yeah you should larry you should get uh chris on your show one yeah he was the hero here yeah and he's a smart guy now we have now we have people who want to you know the lawsuits against the the uh, you know the these great companies they want to have you know more regulation and let's just let it be the wild west boy that it worked for that i mean we we have the commanding heights it's the six, the magnificent seven. They're all companies yeah. that were created because of this deregulation environment. So my guess is what all these companies will do is go to Europe, go elsewhere to do the work that they should be yeah. doing in the yeah. U.S. I yeah. don't know how they'll manage it, but I'm pretty sure that's what will happen. <laughs> it's like, what are we afraid of? Yeah, All these 
you know, this was true with the internet. This was true with the software revolution. Always were afraid of it. This was true with the buggy whip makers when Henry Ford came along with the uh, gas-powered automobile. What we're going to create, there will be some losses and there will be magnificent, huge gains in yep. jobs yep. and output yep. and wealth, yep. right? Yep. I mean, That's the thing. This That's is the thing. I mean, the we desperately need productivity growth in this country, right. and this is where it's we'll going to it. come from. So my view is just stand back, let it happen. And if there are excesses, if it gets into trouble, then step in. But this mm. preemptive strike against innovation, it's right. just horrifying to me. I like that uh, tax-free AI. I love that idea. <laughs> Holy cow. And regulation-free. All, right. All right, kids. You're both terrific on, uh, on that. Liz, uh, Liz Peak, Fox News, Steve Moore, Committee to Unleash. Stick around on many of these stations, WABC Radio. More money's coming up. I'm Kudlow. We'll be back next weekend. Thank you, folks. <laughs>